crazy meditations, and finding a word of the year that calls you to the next version of you. Let's jump in to episode two. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast episode two, where we are going to talk about a word of the year and having a word of the year. And I know it's the end of February, so you might be like, is it too late to have a word of the year? And the answer is no, it is not. (laughs) It's not because we're still at the beginning of the year. And also since I just launched my podcast two weeks ago and a word of the year is really integral to how I create beautifully in my own personal life, I feel that it is a very, very relevant topic to discuss. And it is a great, it is a great thing to do right here actually at the end of February, because if you are, if you're into astrology at all, we are actually in the final season of astrology. So Pisces season is the end of the year, according to astrology. So it's a really great time if you're kind of following the phases of the year, the astrological new year starts basically when spring starts in the Northern hemisphere. And does that not feel like a beautiful time to start your new year? So if you haven't come up with a word of the year, or if you have come up with a word of the year, but you've forgotten about it, or you don't feel like it's really ticking the way that it should, let's get into that a little bit today. Because I'm going to really encourage you to find a word of the year that is going to challenge you to become the next version of yourself, the next iteration, you 2.0. Honestly, probably by now, we're all probably on like 14.0, right? So why a word of the year at all? And honestly, if you clicked on this, if you've clicked on this, you might not need to be convinced of a word of the year. But if you've never had one before, or if you've never really worked with one before, I I got more serious about having a word of the year a few years ago. And I love a word of the year as a North Star, kind of as a guiding point. It's something that I can continually come back to and see if I've been living into this, into this word, into the intention behind the word. And it can be really easy to pick words that don't work in different situations. So what you want to do when you pick a word of the year is you want it to be able to take you through any season, any day, any time, any hardship, any celebration, any joy, anything that you want to bring to the world. You want this to be able to guide you through all of that. So if your word, for example, is hustle, and all of a sudden you break both your legs and you're in the hospital, hustle is not going to help you. Or if if you're hustling like mad, like you're doing your word and you're like, sweet, I'm doing my word, I'm hustling the shit out of life, and then you just crash and burn, hustle is not going to support you on a soul level. So we really want to find a word that is going to speak to our soul throughout the year. And it's going to be something 
that when things get harder, we can go back to it and we can say, okay, this, this thing feels hard. This season feels hard. How can I look at my word of the year and bring it into what I'm doing? How can I, how can I serve myself? How can I give myself compassion? How can I aid myself by connecting with my word of the year? And the best, the best words of the year come to us. We don't go to them. We don't go out and decide what it should be because every single time that I have thought I knew what my word was going to be, I will sit and meditate and ground down and clear my mind. And inevitably something I never thought of shows up. And actually, um, a friend of mine who's going to be on the podcast in a couple weeks, Jamie Troll, she talks about this and she she did a meditation that I have. So side note, I do have a meditation that you can go through and see what shows up for you in terms of your word of the year. I will link it in the description slash show notes. And you can also find it in my Instagram bio. So I will link that as well if you would like to do a little meditation and see what shows up for you. Because she definitely had something really different. And I've had several people go through it and they almost always have a word show up that they were not expecting. And it can be really fun when that happens because then it forces you to pause and really kind of look at like, okay, why, why did that word show up? Where might I need that? Where could that fill in some gaps that I've been ignoring? How could that help me to grow? And as we start to look at it, typically we're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is so dead on. Like, this is totally what I thought it was going to be. Um, last year, my word of the year was love. And I thought it was going to be courage. And then I did a meditation and love came up. And then love seemed to be really what was underneath courage. It seemed to be calling me in ways that were deeper than just courage. And now courage is a big fucking word. Like there's a lot in courage too. <laughs> I don't want to take anything away from the word courage. Um, but for what I needed last year, it really looking back at last year and how December ended and the way that January started, it was so much about love. My year was so much about love. And we'll, that will come up on other podcasts. I don't want to go into all of that at the moment because we're really going to kind of get into finding your word, how I found my word for this year, and how it is not at all what I thought it was going to be, and how it is completely, completely dead on. My word for the year before that was heal. And it was very interesting because the word, the, the year that I had heal, I also had to get a biopsy um, on my breast. It was it was nothing. It was not intense. Uh, the result was not intense. The experience itself was intense and very irritating. Um, I also that year got my breast implants out, and that will be another podcast episode. And there were things just internally that I had to heal, kind of mentally and emotionally as well that year. So there was a lot of healing. And it's very interesting when you, when the year completes and you look back, even if, even if you kind of forgot the word and you forgot to bring it in intentionally throughout most of the year, 
when you look back, you'll find, oh my gosh, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. So I really, I love, I love my word of the year. I have a giant calendar, like a, like a, like a two foot by three foot, maybe even bigger calendar. And I put my word of the year at the top of it. So it's always, always around. And it really is something when I start to get all spun up that I will pull out and say, how can this serve me right now? Or when I get scared before I want to make the next step and I say, how can this serve me right now? (laughs) What, what can I learn from bringing in my word of the year that I said I freaking wanted to work with? So how about we work with it? So this year, let's talk about this year for a minute. So this year, last year really, really caused me to slow down a lot. And we'll get into that um, pretty soon in another episode. But it really caused me to slow down in ways that I was not expecting. And by the time the end of the year came, I started to be able to dream again, to jump back into my business more and start to get excited about things like this podcast and to get excited about some projects that I had. And I started to feel shifts in a lot of ways. I started to feel ready for these things, more ready than I had before. And I started to feel really excited. And I I really felt like my energy was changing and that I was going to be able to show up in ways that I had not been able to show up around my purpose, my career, my business, in ways that I hadn't been able to show up around those things before. And so Normally, as the year starts to close out, I start to wonder, oh, what is my, what's my word going to be for next year? What's my word? This is so fun. And I started thinking about it and I was like, okay, so I'm getting really excited about these things, but I've been excited about things before, as we all know. And what has stopped me before? Why, why haven't I followed through? What has stopped me? And fear right? I mean, fear is totally, totally a big thing. Random fears, right? Fear of success, fear of not succeeding, fear of judgment, um, you know, fear that it won't be good enough. Whatever it is, it was, there was a lot of fear. So I started to think that my word might be something like risk. Courage, courage from the year before, like thinking maybe that would be a fallover, um, like a rollover from the previous year, like, oh, is it going to be courage? And that just doesn't hit me the same. And risk was really hitting me. Risk was kind of like, all right, you got to risk it. Like you just got to do it. Like you've got to risk it. You've got to go for it. You've got to, you've got to do it. Even in, even in creating, you know, even in creating deeper relationships with friends, with my husband, with my kids, like even there, I was like, risk feels good. You know, can I, can I, can I risk having more adventures? Can I risk opening my heart more? Can I risk jumping in and, and getting this project done? And whatever that might, whatever might come out of that, can I, can I risk it? So I thought it, I thought it might be risk at the very least, something about forward movement, something about focus, something about action. Okay. So, so we'll set that up. <laughs> Let's just set it up where I was pretty sure it was going to be something around risk, action taking, focus, even though that seemed a little bit boring. Um, but something in there, because I very much felt, especially the year that I had in 2022, I very much felt that this was the year that I was going to get shit done that I said I was going to do. So, so I went into a meditation and 
I do like to meditate. I don't meditate as regularly as I used to or as I would like to, but working on it, right? Working on that that garden. <laughs> working on growing that garden a little bit. So I did go into a meditation for this because I do find things will come up in meditation that they just don't when I just think about things or even in just journaling. They just don't come out of out of my regular thinking brain. They come from somewhere else. And instead of doing the meditation that I have out, which is the one that you can listen to, I had done that one last year and I was really just feeling kind of different and like I want to try something different. So I took a playlist and I if you are, whether you're a meditator or not, like if you're a meditator, this can be something to try if you haven't tried it before. If you don't meditate, this could be something to try that could bring you into meditation or to get you in touch at least with something that's just not your thinking brain. And so what I did is I put on a playlist. The specific playlist that I used was from the Tea Huntress and she, she'll be on the podcast in a few weeks. So the Tea Huntress, T-E-A, Huntress, <laughs> she does these super cool ceremonies around um, the solstices and the equinox when the seasons change. And she always has a playlist and they're always beautiful. So there was this winter playlist that I was really into. So I put it in my headphones and I just turned it up really loud. And I let the music kind of be the soundtrack to this meditation. And it really, really was. So after the meditation, I journaled, I journaled about what happened. So I'm going to share some of that with you. Um, I'm going to share some of that with you up to the point where my word became really, really clear. And then after that, it's not as relevant. <laughs> and just so you know, I have really wild meditations. I can have really wild meditations. And I am not alone in that. There are so many people whose brains just go. And I don't know if it's if it's being more of a head type um, or if it's just being willing to kind of let go. And I and this isn't always the best way to meditate. Like sometimes you do just want to silence, <laughs> silence your brain. But sometimes I'll just be like, all right, let's just let's just see what craziness comes up. So I had the music on, I hit play, shut my eyes, took some deep breaths, and connected into my body, felt my breath in and out. And then uh, this is what happens. And I'm this is what happened. And I'm just gonna read to you from my journal afterward. I began in a dark tunnel. Images of my childhood began appearing on the walls around me. I saw myself as younger, but the images were generally generic. The tunnel began to change, and suddenly everything around me was in flames, burning to the ground, all around me, and some sort of house was in front of me. Then it was, a, it was as if all of it froze, and I stood looking up, suspended. I was slightly above all of it, and I had my arms open in a receiving, like a receiving gesture. And that was that piece. <laughs> and then the next thing I knew, I was in a rowboat on a lake. Underneath a full moon, 
and I was by myself for just a bit and I was rowing. And then my inner mentor appeared next to me. And as a side note, there is a really cool book called Playing Big by Tara Moore. And there's a really cool meditation in there where she guides you through finding your inner mentor and it is you in 20 years. And it is super duper cool. So I did that a while ago and I will sit with her in meditation and she will sometimes show up in my meditation. So there she was next to me in the boat and she was facing me and she asked what I wanted. And I said something along the lines of, I want to know that I met meant for great things and that I will do transformational things in this world. And she asked me, did I want to hear that or did I want to know it? Like, did I want to know in my soul that that was part of my truth? And so I said, I wanted to know it. And she said, well, then that was within me. She raised her hand and it began glowing with heat. And she said she would hold it to me and that I would know, that I would feel this knowing. So she put that hand at my solar plexus, and she moved her other hand to my back, and I was still and quiet. And she told me she knew that I was meant for this because she was me in 20 years, and she had done all kinds of wonderful things. And then she left. And when she left, I found myself in the woods at night in winter. There were tall trees, all with their leaves gone, lit by the silver light of the moon. I felt this energy of an old woman, kind of an old raggedy woman, full of wisdom. I felt that she was with me. I started looking around the woods for my word of the year, and a word showed up. And it was my friend's word. And I knew that it was my friend's word. And it just happened to pop up in there because sometimes things pop up that we know aren't right. And it was just stuck in my memory. And then a couple other words kind of moved past in the air. So I saw fight. I saw courage, transform, and spirit. Those were some words that had drifted by as I was in the woods looking around. But they all felt like they were just there by my mind's attachment to what I thought my word was going to be. So I tried to clear my head. I tried to ground down and feel my body and create a sense of expansiveness. And then I saw the woman who I felt was with me. I saw this, this old woman, this kind of wise, old, haggard woman. And she had a cloak over her head or a hooded, sorry. She had a cloak and like a hood over her head. She was not ill-intentioned, but she was intense looking. (laughs) And she was in front of me. And as I was sitting there looking at all these words and and thinking they're not for me and I need to ground and I need to take a deep breath and oh my gosh, all these words, she was immediately behind me and she was holding onto a series of straps that she had wrapped around my upper body. And she was pulling on them. She was several feet behind me pulling on them, kind of like if you were going to pull on reins of a horse. And she was pulling on them as if she was telling a galloping horse to slow. 
And she kept firmly repeating, stay here, stay here, stay here. In my meditations, um, I can get emotional. So I felt tears. Whenever tears show up, you guys, tears or chills is when it's like, oh, there's something here. She was really firm and grounded in her stance, her voice, and her hold on me. So there were tears, and I felt emotion. And I started to move my legs in, in the meditation because it's hard for me to sit still. <laughs> my brain is always going. My brain is always on. I'm always thinking about the next idea, the next thing, what's going to happen. I'm always in the future. So the fact that she was holding my upper body, my upper body was like, okay, cool, but my legs can still move. And I was trying to walk really fast. And so she took a second set of straps and ensnared my legs. And now I was standing there with a set of straps on my upper body and a set of straps on my lower body. And she was holding them behind me, repeating ever more firmly, stay here stay here. And I could not move and I had to stay in the stillness. More emotion came up when it was clear to me and to her that I wasn't going to run in this meditation that I had finally stilled, that I had slowed down, that I had agreed to stop moving she freed me from the ties and told me to sit on a rock and just be. As I sat there, I noticed the silver light of the moon, the earthy floor, the dried leaves, the darkness, and the stillness. I became really present. There's more to the meditation where she had asked me to look at my hands and really take a good look at them and what I wanted to do with them going forward. I said I wanted them to give peace, kindness, fight for what is right, stand up for justice, to cause the people I love to feel good and to soothe. She also asked me what I wanted to do with my words and a similar response came out. After that, she was gone. And then I've done enough meditation work where some of you, some of you may have um, what's called a safe, safe space. Some other people may call it something else. But I have, I have kind of a meditative space, which is just like, you know, in meditation, there's an outdoor space that I like. Some people use the beach. Some people like the forest. Some people like a mountaintop, whatever it is. And so at the end of the meditation, I ended up in my kind of outdoor safe space, my nature, my nature-based, my nature-based safe space. And I was just there and everything else around me had gone and it was still nighttime, but it was really peaceful. And I felt really present and really grounded and happy. And the thing, so then, then I opened my eyes, <laughs> I stopped the meditation and I realized that my word for 2023 was stillness. Out of everything that I want to do this year and for 
my life. Uh, stillness was not the word that I, that I would have given this year. And what typically happens is as I sat and really began to think about it, it made so much sense because what was keeping me, what's been keeping me from moving forward, from being consistent, from following through is always the feeling that I'm behind. It's the feeling that I have to rush. It's the feeling of comparing myself to other people and feeling like they're ahead so that I need to go faster. It's the feeling of, you know, hearing these success stories and being like, ah, I want to be a success story, but I've got to go faster to get one. Or I should have, I should have been to point, you know, like I should have been to point like 25 by now. And I'm only on point like two and I've got to rush. I've got to run. And the way my brain works is I'm I'm very much a head type as opposed to like a heart or a body type. I'm very much a head type. I'm very in my head. I'm very in the future. I'm very with future plans. So not only do I feel like I should be further along, my brain often can can iterate whatever I'm doing into the future infinitely. <laughs> it can see me in all kinds of places in the future. And then when I am with other people, I'm thinking about what I should be doing over here. And it is rare that I'm present and just still. And so when my brain does all these things and it's just going, like it's just going crazy, it is so hard to pull it apart, to slow it down, to suspend the pieces of it in air in order to to push them around and give them space and push them further from each other and find out what really matters in here, what I really need to grab onto and what I can let go of. And the things that I really need to grab onto are so much fewer than the amount of things that are actually there in my brain thinking they need me. And the only way to find those is through stillness. Not only that, but the only way to find what the next move is is through stillness. It is really hard to just use our brains to figure out what the next move is. And so especially for me, and it may be true for you, but just getting still, centering, remembering that I have a body <laughs> because I get so caught up in my head, remembering to ground down, to breathe, to create space. That's what the stillness is doing, creating space where I can make moves that are intentional. I can make decisions that are intentional. And I can also feel, it also gives me the space to feel what is aligned with me, what is for me and what is not for me. What is my responsibility and what is not my responsibility. It really is about giving myself the space to do these things. So that is my word for the year. And I love hearing people's words of the year. And as I've said before on podcast episodes, you are welcome to send me a DM on Instagram at Liza Hippler and let me know what your word of the year is. If you would like to do a meditation, if you, if you would like to do my guided meditation that will help you find your word of the year or test your current word of the year, I will link that meditation in the description here so you can do that. And I hope this gave you some ideas. Maybe you're going to go try meditation with some music. <laughs> I encourage you to do that. Maybe you're going to go try a word of the year for the first time. Um, so 
Also, before I close, because I was about to close, but before I close, you know, kind of what am I doing with it, right? Like, what am I doing with that word right now? Um, I wish I could tell you that I was meditating every single day and creating some stillness in my life. And y'all, I am not. <laughs> Lovely. Um, it is my plan. And actually, this particular season, like I said, if you're into astrology, this is Pisces season. I don't know like a ton about it on my own. Um, I just kind of learn from other people. And this particular season, because it is the final season, or yeah, it's the final, yes, season. That's a, yes, that's an appropriate word here. It's the final season of the whole astrological year, similar to December, where we kind of reflect on the year. This is also kind of a month of reflection a little bit, and it it does ask us to slow down a little bit. So one of my challenges was to meditate every day and just to create that groundedness and that space for myself. I'm also using it to choose projects one at a time. I don't know if you are a shiny object person or if you're an Enneagram 7 like me. Don't worry if you don't know Enneagram, that that episode's coming next week. Um but if you are someone who finds it hard to just choose and to just do one thing, if you spread yourself too thin, then you understand. And there really is a lot in this word stillness that is having me choose one thing at a time. It's also having me get organized in a way that I've never been organized, possibly ever, definitely in at least a decade. <laughs> and, uh, you know, after a decade goes by, you're like a you know, totally different person. So I have organized to create space. I'm planning my calendar better. I'm planning my to-do list better. I have cleaned out emails and my closets and all kinds of stuff just, just to create space because that's, that's part of what the stillness does for me is to create space. So all of us could probably use a little bit of space in our brains, no matter what. Um, but that's how that's how I'm working with it right now. And to remind myself as well when I get spun up that there's a word of the year that is made for me this year and it is stillness and to follow to follow that and see where that leads me and to trust it and to trust that when I move into stillness that there will be answers or healing, or peace, or just something that I need. A true good word of the year will always be there for you. And it will always give you what you need. And it's a really cool way as, a, as opposed to just like a, um, um, just like some resolutions that can just go away really easily. We can continually go back and remind ourselves what our word of the year is and see how it can lend itself to us in any given season. That is it, you guys. Thank you so much. I hope this, yeah, I hope this encouraged you in some way to find a word, to be open to letting a word find you that is really designed for you and where you are right now in this moment for this year. Thank you all. Thank you, friends. Go forth and create beautifully. 
you have a word of the year, I would love to know what it is. Or if you do the meditation and find out that the word of the year that you thought was for you is not for you, please let me know. I love getting DMs on Instagram. My Instagram is at Liza Hippler, and you can let me know in there your word or your new word and how it's going. Also, if you have the time, I would love a review. That would be awesome.